The boy is eating. The boy is your Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee of us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Ian Kennedy. And today we are going to be talking about coronavirus again because it is now a world pandemic and it's all anyone's talking about. So we have to talk about it. So again, listeners, if you get lost, check out that audio transcript and guide online. So Ian, coronavirus, it has reached South America. <laughs> are you feeling the impact? Yeah, now it's it's definitely I'm feeling the impact. Since part one of our podcast of the coronavirus cast, things have definitely gotten more serious, definitely developed more. So just recently, Pinera announced a state of emergency, state of catastrophe. And so that means that for 90 days here in Chile, there's more or less a lockdown. So borders have closed, very limited flights in and out, you know, really a lot of quarantining. So, you know, things have definitely gotten a little bit more serious and we're seeing it globally as well. But here personally, here where we are in Chile, we before hadn't really felt the effects yet. And now it's it's come here. So Paige, what have you noticed? Yeah, I mean, it's been quite a week. All my family's in Boston and they have been panicking for weeks now. I mean, schools are closing, colleges are closing, restaurants. It's basically ghost town where my family lives. You know, I was like, oh, it hasn't reached South America. We're just like living life, going out, restaurants, everything's fine. And then this week, everything changed. I mean, most borders in South America are closed. You can't get flights. You can't go to restaurants. People are quarantining, wearing masks everywhere. It's it's almost like we're living in a movie. <laughs> it feels it feels very bizarre. And I definitely regretted my last minute trip to Argentina. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like it was a little complicated. Yeah, I mean, I think you know things are really serious when national parks close. I did a trip hiking in the mountains. It was absolutely incredible in El Chalten. And I come back from like an eight hour hike and they were like, all the parks are closed, the borders closed. And I was living in this bubble and I was like, whoa, it's it's reached here. <laughs> and it was it was like mass hysteria because we had people from everywhere and they as you know, Al Chatan is like in the middle of nowhere in the south. So people were stranded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been sticking around my house, just staying inside mostly, but I can just imagine the the nightmares that are going on at airports, at border crossings, and you know, we're just feeling the effects of all this hitting at once. Yeah, it's like you said, I feel like we're like in a movie, you know? It's almost like, you know, life imitates art in, in some cases, and this is one of those cases. And something we got to accept is this is like the new normal this is going to be going on for a little while people can be optimistic but people need to follow the rules and and the the recommendations and the quicker we do that we can flatten the curve as they've been saying so you don't want to inundate hospitals with everybody at the same time so it's important to to take good measures to try not to spread things but it's crazy that this is this is happening it's 
quite a wild time to be living. And I think because it has never really happened before to this extent, at least in our lifetimes, no one knows what's happening. And especially with the internet, I think there's so much information out there that you don't know really what's true information because you're just like inundated with news and you're like, wait, is that border closed? Can I not fly? Can I go here? It's like, oh, uh, if you take aspirin, it helps. Or if you like, there's so much news, it's, it's tough to like decipher the truth. And I think everything changes day by day. So it's scary that you are like, okay, so, you know, we have to like work from home. And then it's like, oh, you can't leave your house. And then it's like, oh, there's a curfew. <laughs> so it's just building. And I think there's there's really no say of like when things will get better. Yeah, I think that that's the thing is people want an answer now or people want a light at the end of the tunnel or they want to think that, you know, this will just pass and we'll go back to normalcy. But I think people need to realize it's it's not going to happen. They need to accept this new norm and and get used to it because that's life. Life, you know, it's always changing. Things are always evolving. So, but I hope some silver linings come out of it at least. I hope people start to appreciate things more like the little things that we took for granted before all these restrictions. You know, just going to a restaurant, going to a movie theater, going to sporting events, all these things, having parties, parties, right. You know, the whole, uh, this whole social distancing is gonna be a real test for for people. And and again, yeah, once, once we're able to be back with other people again, then hopefully people can really appreciate the, the beauty in that. So unfortunately, as humans, we're pretty dumb. So we need, we need things like this to, to really wake us up and make changes, unfortunately. It's like you need a catastrophe for, for change to happen. So hopefully it, some good things will come out of this in the end. I'm trying to be an optimist. What do you think? What do you think this is going to lead to? Well, going off your point about being optimistic, I, as we mentioned, I had quite a, a journey coming to Chile from Argentina. And I was in a situation with a lot of people that we were stranded and really trying to get home. And I saw just a lot of kindness. You know, everyone was wanting to help and, you know, offering me rides and trying to to help me figure out a plan. And I thought that was really great that you, you know, you're in this survival mode, but people were like lending their hand, you know. So I hope that that stays that way, you know, because... I've talked to some other people who are nervous that when things get really tight, where the supplies cut off, we're run out of, you know, toilet paper or food or or whatnot, that people are going to get kind of savage. So I hope the kindness stays (laughs) and we all kind of help each other because these are pretty dark times. Yeah, definitely. Definitely good to have helping hands. And quick reminder, don't forget, if you want to advance your English more, learn more, go online to dynamicenglish.cl where you can take private classes, you can take group classes, you can even now take classes online. It's strange to see, I don't understand. What's the obsession with the toilet paper? Do Are people shitting more during this quarantine? That's the question I've been asking. Like, I thought more things here too would be flying off the shelves like soap and more hygienic things but it's everywhere it's toilet paper i don't get it (laughs) what's the obsession i thought that at first too because someone was like isn't this respiratory like it doesn't cause diarrhea right doesn't make any sense i think what it is is that if stores are closed people can't work 
you're not going to be able to get toilet paper to the stores. And it's something that, unfortunately, as humans, we all need. So it's, I think people are just stocking up on things that they use daily. But it was funny, they, I saw like a meme on Instagram where they did countries, like based on their stereotypes, what product they were stocking up on. And it was like, in the US, it was guns. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Brazil or something, it was alcohol. And then in Germany, because they're very practical, it was toilet paper. <laughs> so it was like funny to see, like based on how people's mind think of what they think they, they need in these these like troubled times. Yeah, it's like really idiosyncratic for each country, what they're choosing, right? U.S., <laughs> it's guns, of course. <laughs> like you said, the practicality of the Germans, alcohol in Brazil. Yeah, it's funny to look at all those. And it's like, well, how are we going to handle the end of the world, right? What do we need to stock up on? So that's that's funny. Here in Chile, then it's probably what bread and, and avocados. <laughs> Completos maybe? I don't know. I went to the supermarket yesterday and I like saw it, like people were stocking up. The guy in front of me had like twelve cuts of meat. So lots of lots of private asados, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the last asados. No, yeah. just kidding. Yeah, so no, I mean it's it's definitely difficult times and it's just scary the unknown of it because like I guess in China they said that they're getting better like people are going back to work things are going back to normal and that's been what three four months so if we think about that it'd be crazy to to be in this for another three months <laughs> yeah exactly yeah another three months and then on top of all these things too you know you look at the economic mm -hmm. effects too the market just keeps crashing and crashing we're leading to a recession president trump actually made an announcement of a trillion dollar stimulus package which is really interesting. So kind of a way to prop up the economy, kind of help out with loans for businesses. They're even giving, they're going to be giving personal stipends to citizens. Not unprecedented, but it, it's something that doesn't happen. It really shows that this is a real economic problem. They're having to prop up businesses. They're having to prop up the economy, give these people money so they can pay their rents. So they, you know, they can, they can feed themselves still while this is going on. And the, the country's inundated with unemployment insurance quests as well. So economically, we're going to see the fallout of this for, for months and months to come. That's what's so scary. Like for us as teachers, I'm a journalist and involves a lot of human contact. And you can't do that now as much. So it's scary to think that if this lasts two, three months of not getting paid for that long, I mean, most people can't survive on not working for that long. So I think in the beginning, it was kind of like, oh, vacation, relax. And then it's like, wow, no, this is like crucial because I mean, you still have bills, you still have to pay for things and not making money for a couple months is like not doable. <laughs> right. And your heart really goes out too to those people who, you know, there's a lot of people who are luckily have the chance to work from home and they can kind of continue a normalcy or keep keep things moving but you really feel bad for those people that have no choice that they have to physically be there to do their job and in a lot of those cases these people are getting laid off and that really sucks it's really unfortunate so for those people you really want something to be provided soon or hopefully they can find a way for to make up for for the lost income that way you know 
So a lot of developing complications as a, as a group, we're trying to figure it out. So we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, a lot has changed since our last episode. So sure, yeah. <laughs> it'll, I think, keep on changing as, as time continues, but hopefully for the best. So again, listeners, if you get lost, check out that audio guide and transcript online. Thanks for listening. Wash your hands. Stay at home. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.